Hello and welcome to the lineup with True Blue LA. I nailed it. Seamless. Didn't take a second take at all. We're here to talk about the Dodgers. Uh, September is literally, uh, from where I'm at, two and a half hours away. Uh, and uh, it, go ahead. I, I was going to ask you: Is Seamless the name of that Jason Bateman podcast, or is that something that's close to that? I thought Seamless I was like a T-shirt company or something. I just don't want them to come after us. <laughs> I was just joking. <laughs> Please, yeah. It's also just a word. We're allowed to use words that are... Mm, that are pretty eh. sure. <laughs> we, now and yeah. then we do talk about the Dodgers. Uh, September's almost here. You know, I I think it makes sense that they got rid of the 40-man September call-up thing, but I miss it. That was a really fun just scene. The, the, at least the potential for a decent amount of names to come up. And even if it was just kind of a cup of coffee get get your feet wet get used to the big club it was, it was fun yeah i i think that's we should probably talk about that a little later but like you're right it's it's i 40 was too much especially when they were using like all 40 a lot like in recent years that's just like okay we get it that's that's enough but like there's got to be like a happy medium right between 28 and 40 um <laughs> so but that said, it's still, uh, to me, a special time in baseball as it, all eyes really start oh, yeah. setting towards the playoffs. You really start checking the standings every day, both for your team and uh, the other races that are going on. So we're going to kind of break down all of that, talk about the series that are going on this week. We've got questions from Craig after this. Before we talk too much about the, the Dodgers, I want to talk a little bit about the Drillers. Yeah, so you... It's clearly the most important thing that happened this week, Dodgers-related. Uh, Jacob Birch in attendance at a Tulsa Drillers game. Um, I am—I did not pay attention much to the minor league stuff on Tuesday night, other than seeing that Jason, James Outman hit for the cycle. Yeah, again. maybe I should have gone, you know, a couple hours south, <laughs> kind yeah. of seen two cycles and whatever a week or whatever it was. I think it was four days, which is crazy. <laughs> but like, but yeah, so you got to see a game at double a, a what uh, one Oak field. I, I was going to say, I, I remember getting the email from like for the, from the team about with the, like the recap. And I, it had like a, a funny, like sort of not funny. It was just like a weird, weird ending or like a weird conclusion. I mean, I, maybe I'm, maybe I'm just forgetting. I, um, it, you know, I from what I could tell, it was a sort of standard minor league game. There was a the final two runs that the Drillers scored were off of an E three. At least I marked it as E three. Uh, they, you know, minor league scoreboard wasn't as quick to tell me, <laughs> yeah, exactly who the error was on. But so that you could tell that score did not work in Miami over the weekend. Uh, <laughs> just given hits left and right on like obvious errors. Um, but no, the I found the email. It was. Fortunate bounce helps drillers in seven three win, and uh, yeah. for some reason, Creedence Clearwater Revival was stuck in my head for like twenty <laughs> after that, and uh, yeah, so that was fun. Well, so I, if that's the play they're talking about, it was already five to three, so you know it, they were yeah. already winning uh, kind of handily at that point. Oh, I mean, I guess two runs isn't handily, but no, it was fun. Uh, first time I had gone to either drillers or a Oklahoma City Dodgers game before, and. It was two dollar Tuesday, so it was two dollar yep. sodas, tickets, oh. hot dogs, and a few other things. So cheap. So yeah, my my nice. dad and I drove That's down, beautiful. and uh, it's normally a three and a half ish hour drive, three hours and twenty minutes. But it's uh one sixty nine road. It was closed for like a twenty minute detour. So 
tacked on a little bit of time, but definitely worth doing. Definitely worth doing when you come visit, when the Dodgers are in town again, Eric. That's right. Oh, the uh, yeah, Dodgers are at the Royals next year, right? They, again, uh, yep, for a yep. second straight year. They so play everybody you, now. You come by, we'll go south, we'll have some barbecue, it'll be good. We can do yeah. the mythical live record that we still never have done. We sh- yeah. And you're, yeah, we, we, we're all talking about this, but we're going to probably see each other during the postseason, but unable to do a live record. So that's, yeah, unless, I, again, unless I... I am probably, um, you know, knock on wood, but I'm assuming the Dodgers are going to at least make it to the NLDS, <laughs> and specifically yeah. game one, and I'll be I'll be in L.A. for that. So I'm going to try to get to we're go. Going to, I'm going to, it's going to be the equivalent of like Blair Witch for audio, and I'm just going <laughs> to secret, I'm going to secretly do a podcast, and you're oh, not going okay. to... Uh, it's going to be weird because I'm going to throw stuff to break and you're going to be like, what? what are you talking about? And I'm like, don't worry about it. You're going to just like whisper suggestions to our editor, Brian, under your breath. Yeah. All right, Eric. Yeah. Classic. Eric. While um, that was going on, a, a sort of minor league game was going on for the uh-huh. Dodgers, at least at, at city field. Two, two dudes who were in Oklahoma, um, just like, you know, very recently uh, to that game. Although no, I guess not Jake Reed was on the taxi squad. Like he was with the Dodgers in Miami, like the whole mm-hmm. series, I think. And just, but this wasn't called it. They were like, in case we need a guy, we might call him up. So, so if you're on had, the taxi squad, are you occupying uh, the Oklahoma city roster still at that point? No, they, they cleared it something up. I think, I don't remember the first year this started, but like, I, so the triple uh, a, they're allowed 28, Wait, is it 28? I think it's 28 active players, and they get five, like, taxis. Got it. So, like, uh, and then also any anyone that's rehabbing doesn't count against any of that. So, like, they're just extra guys. So, and, and right now, we'll, we'll talk about that later. We will be talking about the pitching stuff. But, like, um, Danny Duffy was the, the, the lowest man on the totem pole in terms of length coming back from on rehab. He just joined Oklahoma City on Wednesday night when we're recording this. So they have all they have four pitchers at the moment there. Although I'm pretty sure Blake Trinan already pitched his last game for Oklahoma City. He's going to be activated Friday. But like, yeah. But back to back to Tuesday for a second. But I guess we could go first back to Monday. The Dodgers clo- uh, weird wraparound series. They always make my head go what? Like, um, <laughs> Especially when the Friday Sunday's game was at 9 a.m. Pacific, yeah. and then you're and like, then, okay, this is the last game. This is where yeah, this I, I is guess, when I rubber guess games we'll are. I we'll find out on, like, back, backstage Dodgers or something. But, like, you, you have to imagine, like, they had, like, a like a team dinner or, or like, a fantasy football draft. You know, they, they had some sort of team. They had to have, like, some, like, team bonding thing, like, because they had, like, a whole night, or I guess they're in Miami, so maybe they did some of stuff. But like, <laughs> but uh, like you know, that's that's an, that's an incredible time uh, to have like that that amount of downtime in between games. But so they needed six pitchers uh, to get through that last game. Um, uh, they won. Uh, Chris Martin got a save. Uh, he was the uh, eighth Dodger to record a save this year. That'll become relevant in a moment. Um, so their bullpen was a little spent going into the Mets series. And not only was Jake Reed activated on Tuesday, um, oh, I guess we didn't talk about this because it just happened, but um, one of the reasons they needed um, six relievers Monday was because Michael Grove was doing a spot start because Tony Gonsolin uh, hurt his forearm. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about Gonsolin in a second, but I'm just leading this up to this. So they call up Grove for the spot start. 
next day they option Grove to carry an extra reliever. Uh, so that's Reed. But then they also optioned Phil Bickford, who had pitched like three out of the previous four games. He's also been like the low man on the totem pole in terms of leverage pretty much since the All-Star break at least. And, and he's not been pitching particularly well. Um, so they brought up Jake Reed and Heath Hembree, which like a lot of people, I mean, I, I knew he was around, but it's like I would venture to say a large majority of Dodgers fans are like, the Dodgers said Heath Hembree. Hey, or, or, it's me. <laughs> or, or, or some might even say, who is Heath Hembree? But that's that's what future Dodgers rewinds are for. Um, and then it adds to another list. I think we're up to 63 players on the uh, upcoming uh, season interview post. But um, so both of those guys called up and, you know, you get it. It's, it's extra coverage, whatever. So they have nine relievers, but it was even more that co- extra coverage was needed even more than you knew. Uh, that's the thing. Like managers are never going to say like, yeah, man, like <laughs> all these guys are out tonight. I hope the other team knows this. We're going to just talk, say it. So they never say it. Right. But you could tell by the, how the game, the way the game's going. So like first uh, so game of Dodgers Mets. Yeah. yeah. What, like Dave Roberts on that noted that like, if he had to go to someone after Jake Reed, he was going to use Hanser Alberto. And this is the second right. time I feel like Dave has used this as sort of a, like, if you guys don't win the game, well, I'm bringing yeah. in Hanser, and you, you know, I'm turning yeah. this car around. <laughs> but, but but it's like it, it's one of those. It's they're torn too because they're like, oh man, I like Hanser. Like you know, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> uh, like, oh, that'd be so cool. Uh, no, um, so it turns. So they had uh, Dodgers Mets. First of all, the first two games, fantastic series so far, just really fun. Um, they split them so far, but in game one, Andrew Heaney uh, struck out a lot, gave up two home runs, but uh, left uh, in a. Um, a 3-3 tie, and uh, Heath Henry was the first guy in, fine, you know, sixth inning, whatever, um, gets through that. Gavin Lux drives in a go-ahead run. He drove in three on the night, so they're up one. Heath Henry, pitcher of record, just a fun thing to sort of note at the time. Then you go, you, your normal sort of leverage guys, Alex Vesey got the seventh. Evan Phillips got the eighth. Uh, they both got through them. Phillips, uh retired three batters i was not aware of this until sort of last night uh i was looking at his game logs and then uh he's retired 29 batters in a row (laughs) like that's that's ridiculous so his august is um it started with two straight games in san francisco where he um escaped a bases loaded nobody out jam with nobody scoring uh two straight nights and then next game against the padres he gave up a walk to Juan Soto and a hit to Manny Machado. And then since then, nobody's reached base all month. So uh, crazy month uh, for him. But anyway, so Kimbrell had thrown an inning and a third, 31 pitches the night before. Um, I think they didn't want to use Chris Martin the night before, so I think he was out. You sort of knew that. But then you're okay, what about Bruzdar? Because he was, he was off the day before. They also didn't want to use him. We found out later. So then they go, oh, Jake Reed's warming up for the night. What? Uh, for the save situation. And just to set the scene, so Heath Henry, journeyman, he's 33. Um, he had a 70 RA, over 70 RA with the Pirates this year. Uh, he also pitched briefly for the Mets last year. Jake Reed debuted with the Dodgers last year, then went to the Mets. And he started with the Mets this year and then went to the Dodgers. Um so Reed comes in, gives up a single right away, and then he's facing Daniel Vogelbach, who I believe I was texting you at the time. Um, I didn't use the phrase. I, I almost I thought about it, but 
I was gonna say like this seems like a Stairsian matchup to me, <laughs> like just like in terms of that. But then uh, Vogelbach like sort of chased a three-two pitch. I think it, it, who knows if it would have been a ball, but um, he he had like this soft grinder. Oh, by the way, it was raining for like the last inning and a half, so it was getting weird there. And then Max Muncy made a nice play on it uh, where they you tagged the runner in between bases and then throw to first and it was clean. And then he just, then Jake Reed escaped and won the game. It was, and he was super emotional uh, about like getting called up again, about getting his first save. <laughs> like it was just like, how do you plan for that? So like they, a nine reliever bullpen, five of them were unavailable last night. And then um, yeah, it's just, it's just incredible. Like, uh, how that sort of happens um yeah and then and then and then we had uh wednesday night was jacob de and the dodgers sort of uh faced him down mookie betts actually homered off him and uh J- justin turner al- almost did also, but brandon, oh, oh wait <laughs> yeah, yeah brandon nimmo went up and over uh the wall it was one of those where it he probably robbed a home run at the very least he robbed like a double uh, it was one of those where you don't know if his momentum carried the, the glove over the wall to where it, either way, it's an awesome visual of him catching it like that at the wall. Um, but it was a great play. And then um, so Tyler Anderson was like you know, a typical Tyler Anderson start ho-hum, seven innings, two runs. and But he got the loss because they faced Jacob deGrom. Um, uh, so it's been like a weird series, um, fun series so far. But yeah, like that—that's sort of how it's—it's it's been going. Uh, you talked earlier about, you know, September. It's always sort of fun to see the prospects come up, and the Dodgers are calling up this promising left-hander to start the finale on Thursday uh, afternoon. Uh, they're going with Clayton Kershaw. Uh, <laughs> so he's been. Uh, well, I think well, uh, a note from Tulsa: a month. The, yeah. Oh, yeah. the pillars have like driller stars you have of old so nolan arenado's there but they also have uh dodgers who Rehabbers. were clearly on rehab starts so it's like it. playing kershaw 2019 i'm like hmm. <laughs> i remember i don't remember what year it was but um i remember kershaw being specifically like unenthused about having to go to chattanooga once like <laughs> and uh, just when they had double a there like and, yeah so that that i'm sure that had to be sort of fun, but no, that is, yeah. I mean, you know, minor leaguers, they gotta, they gotta figure out, uh, they gotta market whatever they can to like make money. Like I think the Rancho Cucamonga is giving away uh Julio Urias bobblehead like this weekend, I think, or something. So, you know, they gotta do what they gotta do. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. But I, but I wonder that I, I don't know how it, I'm not exactly sure how it works. I, but I think if a player plays for them, and then, like they sell, I think it's probably something through the MLBPA, where like the players get a cut, so they're not like just you know marketing, oh, sure, they're not sure. marketing them. But, but like I think that's part of it. Like if if you play for them in uniform, like it's fair game, right? Like it's it's um, you, you can't they can't like Photoshop like Trey Freeman <laughs> on a drill thing. That that'd be pretty funny. Um, but yeah, so that'd be exciting. But the other uh, the actual uh, prospect coming up. Miguel Vargas, um, that, that seems pretty fun. It, at the very least, it's interesting, right? Like, mm-hmm. the, the Dodgers seem to have, like, a, I mean, you can never really say it's complete, but, like, they have a pretty full set of position players at the moment, although at various times two or three are struggling at once, which is usually the case. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see how they're going to play. I mean, you figure just because it's September um, – and he is like, and they're about they're going to clinch the division at some point. 
Um, and then they might rest guys. So he's going to get some playing time. Uh, Dave Roberts said on Wednesday uh, that he uh, Vargas would play some thirds, a little bit of left field, some DH. Uh, this is from Jack Harris of the LA Times. He tweeted uh, from Roberts. Um, I don't want to say it's an audition. I encourage Miguel just to go out there and be himself and take good at-bats, play good defense. Everything else is going to work the way it will. But I don't, uh, I don't think he should add any undue pressure on himself. This is one of those things where uh, I, Sportsnet LA did not like include this on the pregame sort of video that they usually tweet out. And I hate parsing quotes. It that sounds to me like Roberts answering a question of like, "Hey, is is Vargas going to be on the postseason roster?" You know, or something like that. At him, like sort of talking around it. I, I don't know the context it, for that to to like fully say. But it, at the very least, he's not ruling it out. Not that he would. Like, he's always going to say that. So it's. I don't want to be like, oh, time to let, let's uh, start the parade for Miguel Vargas because he's clearly going to be on the roster. I don't think it's that. But I think clearly, you know, if he, he could hit his way on, we've seen this in the in the last in some years, like um, Gavin Lux did, uh, Corey Seager did, Jock Peterson did. Uh, they all sort of did well in their September auditions, although maybe some different circumstances there. Uh, it is sort of a back to the we, the roster part. It is a real bummer for Edwin Rios uh, because he goes on the injured list in, in early June, second on the team in home runs, um, playing well. He was getting regular playing time at that point because a, a couple guys were hurt. And, he, then he misses two months, goes on rehab, and then they don't have room for him on the roster. They option him, and they don't call him up in September. I mean, I'm sure that there's still a possibility, like, if someone else gets hurt, but that, that's got to be rough for him. Um, but, yeah, it's one of those things, like, I'm. it's all, obviously it's a collective bargaining thing, and um, I don't – if you're thinking about, like, adding what – let's say one – position player or one one extra player right would be let's it's be like under a million dollars like it, the minimum is 700 let's say on let's say on average it's a million dollars so if if you're adding one position player that's 30 million dollars of in salary of a player but it's like roughly a sixth of that so you're it's the owner spending an extra five million on salary so i'm i don't know if that's like a bargaining point but it's just i'm wondering like if there's a way to like have a little bit of expansion to where you could have like 30 players or something instead of 26 or whatever. I, I, I mean, I, I don't know how that went in like negotiations and, and what did the players want and all that kind of stuff. But it, it would, it would seem like, cause we used to see like the automatic, like, well, we have to have a third catcher up here. So we're, we're going to call a catcher up and then, you know, uh, something like a, could have an extra pinch runner. You don't have to go that, deep into it but it would be interesting to see um say like a little bit more expansion than it currently is okay we've got we've got some i think you have some trivia for me uh and we've got questions from craig you, you got anything else or are you just gonna you're gonna just oh one one note we mentioned gonsolin earlier going on the injured list so uh we're recording this wednesday night wednesday uh tony gonsolin with a 210 era that's the lowest in the national league but he fell off the leaderboard because the dodgers played their 129th game and he has 128 in the third innings and so earliest he could be back from the injury list is september 10th because they backdated it so they expect him to miss two starts that's what they're saying i'm always skeptical when they say that but like 
I don't know. It, who knows? Maybe that's the case. Um, it limits his innings a little bit, but I think, you know, we'll see if it, they seem to think that he'll be back in time to still be sort of, you know, obviously ready for October. That's what they're thinking, but I don't think they're going to necessarily going to rush him back. But yeah, that that's sort of where, where we're at with him. But, um, you know, Gonsolin being a starter, um, you know, he's he's been pretty reliable this year, like really like excellent on the mound. Um, he, uh, Tyler Anderson, Julio Urias have been going deep, so it's taken a little bit of the burden off the bullpen, but they have used a lot of people in the bullpen, including um, I mentioned Chris Martin was the eighth different uh, pitcher to get a save for the Dodgers this season. Jake Reed on Tuesday was the ninth. That's too shy of the club record of 11. It was last done in 1979. Um, Dodgers in 2021 had 10 pitchers record a save. Amazingly, only two pitchers have saved the game for the Dodgers in both 2021 and 2022. Name them. Oh, okay. I'm not going to, but I'm, you know, I'm going to, I'll, I'll take a stab. I, after, I have faith oh, in you. I think no you're way. Gonna get it. No way. After this. Which two players recorded a save both in 2022, which is this year? I don't know if you knew that, Eric. And oh. 2021, which was last year. Again, you know, yeah. dropping knowledge bombs. So, uh, Craig Kimbrell, how about that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, no. What? Oh, Kenley Jansen. There we go. Yep. Um, if, you, if you would have said it closer together, I would have given it to you. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, man, I'm trying to like. Because so many of them this year, I remember the, and this is their first either Dodger save or save of their career. Yeah. Uh, Gratterall? So I immediately thought him. And <sighs> he didn't get one last year, he? Did didn't he? get one last yeah, year. Yeah, I remember yeah, this he, year. Yeah. I was like, this first career save. He but... went up and down a little bit, but like, um, yeah, he, so he didn't get one last year. Yeah, but this year he did. I know. I know. He only had a few outings before he got hurt. But Trinan, like Trinan, does not have a save this year. <sighs> Three games. See, I told you, you your your yeah. your faith was misplaced, my uh, friend. I'll give you. I'll give you a hint if you want it. Um, how about uh, Alex Vesia? That's one. Okay. Okay. Whew. All right. I'll take a hint now. <laughs> Uh, my hint was going to be. And it oh still no! Is. <laughs> okay. No, uh, both both pitchers are left-handed. Alex Vesia won save, by the way, in both years. Okay, um, that's vaguely what I remembered, but it, it clearly the memory's not exactly perfectly intact. I, you know, th- this should be a bigger hint, and I'm still bricking All, here. And both the other hint, uh, it's, I don't know if it's much of a hint, but both both of these pitchers have one save in each year. And that's that's not much of a help. Um, and it's in for for both. It's their only two career regular season saves. Oh, don't do that. Uh, <laughs> uh, Caleb Ferguson. When did he get hurt? <laughs> uh, he he got. I, um, you're, since you didn't actually answer that, I'm going to tell you he got hurt in 2020. And yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, no, I got nothing. I'm pat my. I'm going to brain freeze here. <sighs> so I I will. What if I give you one more hint? The, nope, nope, no more hints. The, the the other left-hander got a, a postseason save in the 2008 uh, ALCS. Yep, I'm tapping out. <laughs> it, it's, it's David Price. Okay, there you go. <laughs> so let's. I'm going to go through this. Here's here's the pitchers who the one timers, one year only club in the last two years. Bill Bickford last year. Victor Gonzalez hasn't pitched this year. 
Um, Shane Green. <laughs> Shane Green, who, by the way, is 1-0 in his one game with the Dodgers, just like Keith Embry. Andre Jackson, near and dear to my heart because he had a three-inning save on the last day of the season. Um, Kenley Jansen, obviously. Joe Kelly. Corey Knable, who started two playoff games in a row. And the aforementioned Blake Trinan. This year, the others are uh, Gratterall, which we mentioned, you guessed. Uh, Yancy Almonte, who's currently on the injured list. He's not on a rehab assignment yet, but I believe he threw a bullpen today. So throw him into the pile of potential comeback guys. Uh, Daniel Hudson, who unfortunately got hurt. Uh, Craig Kimbrell, who's still around. Chris Martin, as I mentioned. Uh, Evan Phillips, he of the 29 batters in a row. Um, and the and uh, we are Jay Creed. We already said him. So, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm giving you... Uh, no, like I, I realized I was entering that space. I think you you actually hit this where you couldn't remember like a really quasi obvious name. Uh, you know, yeah. it wasn't it wasn't knowledge at that point. It was just my brain wasn't going to cooperate. No, so. exactly. You're and, at and, a I, point. And, to, and I'm I am very quick to point out when it is in fact knowledge and that just something that I should have known and didn't. In this case, yeah. my brain just stopped functioning. Yeah. Oh, how? But I get to table the turns because it's time for. With Jens and Craig. We love it. We love it. These questions from Craig that have, for oh, better part of a couple years now, I feel like, started with trivia for you. Are you ready? It is sure. as, as tradition four-parter. Dodgers are playing the Mets at City Field this week, but this week we'll talk about Dodger leaders at Shea Stadium. Yay. Note that most of these players were from the era of playing at Shea twice a year. Seven L.A. Dodgers have hit between 11 and 7. 7 or 11, if you want to go that way. How convenient. They could be a sponsor. Home runs in their Dodger careers at Shea. Can you name them? Mm. <laughs> Let's go with, uh, well, uh, Ron Say. Uh, Ron Say only had six, just missed the cut. Come on. Um, uh, let's let's also go with uh, our good friend Pedro Guerrero. Uh, Pedro had seven on the dot, so that's one. Um, what about? Oh, I don't feel confident in this, but let's go, Steve Garvey. Steve Garvey had nine. Um, God, there's seven. Um, so let's go with um, just for volume. There was a part where they had balanced schedule for a bit, but I'm just gonna do it anyway. Eric Karos with 11. Oh, wow. Um, so then I'll, let's also go Mike Piazza then. Uh, Piazza with, with six. Mm. Just missed it. Um, okay, so now. You're missing two players with seven and two players with ten. Um, Sean Green. <laughs> so you have a bonus here, which is a surprise player who hit three in 15 games at Shea. I'll let you know that Sean Green hit three in 15 games, <laughs> but he's not the surprise player. Uh, uh, there's another oh. one. So only three for Sean Green. I, I actually I copied the name of that and I, I didn't even see that. So I didn't. I was like, what are you talking about? Um, so... <laughs> So um, three and fifteen. So is that um, okay? So fifteen. Is it Cody Bellinger? Uh, no. All right. Um, this is 
flummoxing me. Um, Reggie Smith. I don't think I'm not confident in that at all. Uh, Reggie Smith only had four. Um, Another just going through this. uh, Daryl Strober had three in eight games. (laughs) Uh, I wonder if they're all in 91. Um, So, God. Is, okay, is the three and 15 Eddie Murray? No. Um, Eddie Murray had four and 17. Okay. Um, When he says surprising, he means surprising. Oh, um, like Brett Butler or something surprising or uh no different okay. differently we'll say oh. uh, all right so I I'm I'm struggling here um let's go with Dusty Baker Dusty Baker had seven um so you're missing one player with seven mm-hmm. who did it from ninety four to ninety nine that's Mondesi yep and then you're missing two players with 10 both uh 164 to 73 and 164 to 72 uh okay so 64 to 72 is west parker yep 64 to 73 73 um so and we just did a rewind about Jim Lefevre, but he was 65 to 72, which is why this is messing with my head. Um, so who was the other rookie in 64? Um, was not a rookie in 64. Shea opened in 64. Got it. Yep. Oh, now. Oh, in that case, uh, Willie Davis. There you go. Yeah. Your surprise uh, player. You want one more stab at it? Nope. Uh, Don Drysdale. Nice. I love it. Ten Dodgers have struck. Oh my goodness! Ten players have struck out between forty-eight and twenty-five times. He keeps reversing these uh, twenty-five yeah. and forty-eight times. I we can go sending in this household uh, and their Dodger careers <laughs> at Shea. Who are these em- empty platers? Love oh, that's it. a good one. God, um, that's a good one. He may he, he gets free reign because of those. Yeah, that's those fair. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so God, uh, I. I'm trying to remember when City Field opened, or, so I think it was like 2010-ish. I could be wrong. Um, so I'm going to go. Uh, I am going to go. Matt Kemp. Uh, uh, no. <laughs> Sorry. You're a jerk. Um, uh, Eric Karras. Uh, 200. No, that's played. Apparently, he number three on this list. Sorry, I'm actually looking for the strikeout number 35 times. Okay. Um, Pedro Guerrero. Uh, he didn't strike out a ton, but uh, uh, 25 times right on the cusp. Um, let's go back to our good friends at uh, Raul Mondesi. Uh, Raul Mondesi, uh, I thought I saw him. Yeah, uh, 22 times. Just missed the cut. Uh, Sean Green? Uh, not on my list. Can you check it again? Um, no, um as so, as as last time, these are by and large sixties and seventies players. Yeah. So uh, let's go back to the the well with Willie Davis. Willie Davis had twenty nine. Oh, uh, I guess I forgot about volume for this. Bill Bill Russell. Uh, Bill Russell had twenty nine. Um. 
Davy Lopes? Uh, not on my list. All right, I am. I am just not feeling this one. Uh, I'm gonna go. Uh, Steve Yeager. Uh, leads the list with forty-eight. Okay. Um. Uh, Mike Marshall. Uh, j- uh, twenty missed the cut. All right, I think I'm tapping out on this one. Steve Yeager with 48, as you mentioned. I'm good. I'm you're gonna have said some of these because uh, it's a big yep. list. Uh, Ron Say with 42, Eric Karras with 35, Jim Lefebvre, ooh, should have gone with it. 30, uh, Willie Davis 29, Wes Parker 29, Bill Russell 29, Dusty Baker 25, and then Steve Garvey and Pedro Guerrero 25. Nice. Six Dodgers have an OPS over one one. <laughs> almost got one thousand. Yeah. I almost said one hundred. Swear, yeah. I caught myself. At, uh, nope, I say one at Shea. Uh, I'll give number six Al Ferreira with a one oh two two OPS. Man, he's 50. been on like how many weeks have we talked about Al Ferreira? <laughs> uh, who uh, are these other sluggers in the outer outer borough? So you need five okay. more. A thousand. Um, Good luck as well. I, I I don't remember who led the home list, even though it was two questions ago. Um, but let's just go with um, let's go with Steve Garvey. Nope. Let's go with Mike Piazza. Yes, that's the only name I'm confident you're going to guess. Oh, uh, oh. Uh, with a one zero eight zero. It's ten eighty. <laughs> What are we nope. doing here? Nope. Um, I have to yeah. defend my <laughs> false position here. <laughs> now I'm just I'm, I'm, uh, okay. Um, now I I want to like just guess like obscure. Um, oh. That I wouldn't. It's not like these are necessarily shocking. Right. Just not not Ra- the like Ra- go to answers. Yeah. Raphael for call. Nope. Um. Um, Mike Sosha. Nope. I, I only guess that because of his home run in the NLCS against Dwight Gooden. Um, uh, uh, let's see. Um, Random note. Bill, uh, oh, go ahead. Bill Buckner. Nope. I'm just going for obscure right now. Um, Wes Parker again. Uh, no. Okay, I need this. <laughs> I, I, I... Uh, do you want years? I can give you years. Yeah. 93 to 96. What? Um, <laughs> 93 to 96. Leads with a 1206. Um, How about that? 1206, just for you. Wait, yeah, 93 to 96, though. I'm like, <laughs> All right, hold on. I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Um. Oh. Oh. No. Oh. Wait. Delino de Shields. Nope. That would have been amazing. Oh no, because Pedro was on the team in '93. So uh, now I'm more mad. Um. So. <laughs> Ninety-three to ninety-six. I just keep saying that. It'll come <laughs> to me. Um. So. Uh, no triple threat was ninety-two. Um. <sighs> What the hell, man? Um, <laughs> okay, so now this was near Eric the Young? end. This no, this was near the end of this particular player's uh, career, and did not start '96 with the Dodgers. 
No, I don't know. Or it did not, maybe not end. Sorry, baseball references confused me. They probably yeah. got traded yeah. in 96. Uh, T- Tim Wallach. Damn it. All right. Uh, you just want the names or do you want you want more hints? No, I'll, I'll do years. I, I, yeah, All right, that was 88 weird. to 93. <laughs> 88 to 93. Um, so, oh, God. Okay. Um, trying to think here. Talking it through. Stalling for time. Um Gibson, I don't think lasted at ninety-three. Um, it no, um, I'm talking myself out of that one. Another um, former Dodgers rewind. <laughs> recent, recent too. What? <laughs> How? Um, so eighty-eight to nine. Oh, oh, Mike Sharperson. Yep, with an eleven wow. seventy-six, uh, and yeah. then Mike Piazza. And then 76 to 80. Oh, um, nope. Uh, oh, nope. Reggie Smith? Yep. And then right. 64 to 66. Come on. Um, 64 to 66. I would like to know oh. how bad I would have done at this question. <laughs> yeah. So You could have given me so many hints. Is is that Dick Trzuski? It is not. I don't know it then. Tommy Davis. Tommy Davis. Uh, no, seventh place on this list with a 9.89 is Brett Butler. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> nice. Really? I almost guessed him. Uh, all right. You're doing, um, well, let's see. Fourth, last one. How about that? Five There's more. Huh? <laughs> Dodger five. Dodger, you only have to name yeah. five names. Easy peasy. Yeah. Uh, Dodger pictures have struck out 63 or more Mets in their time on the Shea Stadium mound. Who are these masters of K? <laughs> I've already struck out. So here's a question about strikeouts. I'll let um, you know this is a much more expected list. <laughs> yeah, but the, I think the timing of it. So like, um, so Shea. Yeah, the so, Shea era is really throwing you off. <laughs> yeah. For, so Fernando. Uh, leads the list with uh, 83. Uh, Koufax, Drysdale. Uh, Koufax not on the list, only had 41. Uh, Drysdale with 63. Um, other other Hall of Fame Don, Sutton. Uh, with 79. So is two more? Two more. Uh, you're missing third place and fifth place. 72 and 63 strikeouts. Okay. Um, is it uh, is it Oral? Uh, no, Oral only had forty-seven. Hmm. Um, oh, uh, Claude Osteen. No. Uh, who? It's, yeah, only forty-three. Decent span too. I'm a little surprised by that. Uh. Oh boy. Um. Bert Hooten. Uh, Hooten just missed the mark with, well, uh, was sixth place, I should say, with 48. Still a decent chunk off 63. Hideo Nomo? Nope. Bob Welch? Bob Welch with 63, so you're only missing one player, 60s and 70s. But I already said all those guys. Um, <laughs> so, uh, uh, six years total. Yeah, yeah, six years total between the two uh, decades. 
the between the two decades part is messing with me. Um, was it so? Yeah. All right. Um, Pitched in Southern California most of his career. Uh, Is it Andy Messersmith? One last guess. So no on that? It is not Andy Messersmith. No, no. I was trying to be nice. Um, No, I know. Um, Let's see. But why am I, like, struggling with coming up with 60s to 70s. The answer is David Price. (laughs) I figured Osteen would be my ace in the hole on that one. Um, Is it is it Bill Singer? It is. Nice. Well done. Well done. Nice redemptive moment. (laughs) The 2022 Dodgers, uh, or as I say, the 2022 Dodgers, currently (laughs) have two players with double-digit home runs at Dodger Stadium, Betts and Bellinger. Huh? Uh, Justin Turner has nine home runs at home, and four players, Trey Turner, Freeman, Muncie, and Smith, each have hit seven at Dodger Stadium for the contest. How many Dodgers will end up with double-digit home runs at home? And for the tiebreaker, name the total number of home runs hit by these seven players. Oh, gosh. Without going over. Without going over. (sighs) So they're currently at 61, and it's seven players. So... Um, let's do the let's do the the total first. Yeah. Okay. Um, How many more games at, at Dodger Stadium do they have? Oh, good question. I will look that up. This is wow. Formative. I will look that up. Assuming this opens. Okay. Um, so they are. They're back home this weekend. Oh, and they have to play um, Colorado a lot at the end, don't they? Yeah, they also have a five-game series with a doubleheader against the D-backs later. Um, so we've got 3, 6, 11, 14, 20. 20? Uh, so uh, my guess 20 is going to be 82. One extra for one per game and then you're Right. So that, yeah, they're at 61 through 60, so you're saying 80 through 82 through 81. Yep. Um, total home. I'm writing this down as we yep. go. Uh, Jacob, you said 82. Uh, I am going to say... From those seven guys, I am going to say 78. And then, God, what are we doing? Uh, uh, how many of these will end up? So of, of the, the five that don't have 10, so Justin Turner has nine, and then those other four have yeah. seven. Um, I think... I think four of them will hit double digits at home. So four additional ones. Yes. Or okay. I was so gonna go. I'll with, say, so I guess I'll say six. Then yeah. So I, I was gonna say five total. I won't okay. say which. It's yeah. A same. <laughs> I know who it is. I just don't want to. <laughs> Going into Wednesday's game against the Mets, the Dodgers have hit two hundred and seventy doubles. Uh, that did not change today, right? Uh, I was. Taking it I don't think so. Yeah. Oh, because yeah. Um, I'm looking it up as we go. Do 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 do. Two singles. Yeah. Up. No, no. Yeah. Two singles and, and a home run. run. Yeah. The Dodgers have hit 270 doubles and have four players with 25 or more doubles. It looks like they can break their franchise record of 312 doubles and have seven that, players. 
that's a lock, by the way. It's an uh, Eric Steven Stone Cold lock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is one more than uh, the most they'd ever have in either LA or Brooklyn. For myself, this stat is an indicator of what kind of an offensive team this team is. It might be a sign for better things in the postseason. Am I reading too much into this two-bagger frenzy? So my instinct is to say, yes, he's reading too much into it. However, I kind of feel the same way in a weird way. Like, if a team's hitting doubles, they seem to be, like, on stuff. But, like, obviously home, you hit homers, too, and the homers will come. Um, but, like, I do sort of like a team that's hitting doubles. Um, I don't know. It just – it's. I mean, maybe it's just because of the action of it. Like, you know, the, the running the bases and it may be a more exciting play. Obviously, home run, best thing you could do. No one, no one disputes that. And I'm not saying trade-off, but, like, I think when a team's hitting doubles, they do look pretty good. But um, just to look into this, I looked – I didn't have time to, like, fully research this, but I looked at 2021 postseason – because um, you, you've seen, like, in the postseason, it's like every year it's like team, teams who out-homer the other are like, you know, 27 and 4 or something like crazy. It's, it's, it's always some weird number, like, every year like that. Like that. I, I, I don't know if it holds for doubles, but I just looked at just series last year. So there's the wild card game and then the, the three rounds of series. Um, there were no doubles in the National League wild card game last year, uh, only – Two home runs for the Dodgers, and they won. Um, but uh, in the AL, the Red Sox had two doubles, and the Yankees had none, and the Red Sox won. So check mark for the double crowd in the division series. Um, three out of the four teams with more doubles won their series. Uh, the Rays had the most doubles in that round with eleven, and they lost their series. So I don't know what to read with that. In the National League, uh, or in the both league championship series, both series had an eight-seven doubles advantage but the team that had the um lower amount or the fewer amount of doubles won um in the world series the braves had an eight seven doubles lead and they won the title so in series it's it was five to three for the team with more doubles i don't think that tells us anything <laughs> not not that it, it, it would but i just just i wanted to see what it, how that held up but i think generally i think it's 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 a good sign when a team's like getting doubles around all the place the other thing uh, i'll probably write about this at some point but freddie freeman he enters September with 43 doubles. Only two people, only two Dodgers to do that are um, Johnny Frederick, who had 45 heading into September, and Sean Green, who had 44. Uh, and those are the two top double seasons in franchise history. Frederick had 52. He's the only Dodger with 50. That was in Brooklyn in, what, 29? And uh, Sean Green in 20, uh, 2000, damn it, I, I Jacob that year almost. Uh, in 2003, um, he had 49 doubles. That's the L.A. Dodger record. So I think Freeman's going to break both of those this year. Uh, something to watch for September. All right. I think it has been a fun uh, story seeing Hanser Elbautro pitch in August. However, looking towards the future of 13 pitcher limit, longer IL periods, excuse me, and option limits, do, uh, that Yon was not in the question. Uh, do teams like the Dodgers need to develop multi-inning relievers who can approach 80 to 90 innings pitched in a season? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if you if you need like 80 to 90 innings, but I do think it would be useful to have more, to use pitchers more than an inning um, more, I guess, in a way, because we, we see situations like we had, Tuesday night where they only had four reliever, relievers available because they use 
use them like every other night. And I, th- I don't know, I don't know what the optimal use is. Um, I mean, far be it for me to argue with how like they're using things. I think it's a trend in the game, but like the Dodger, they're not alone in this, but they are like what they're doing is working. I, I don't know if that means it's better to watch in a way, like in a weird way. Um, because you know, we, um, I, I, I think it, we've gotten to the point where kind of over position players pitching in a way. Um, but I, I think it would be better if, if more relievers went a little bit longer more often, um, or, uh, you don't like treat every, like, like the bulk of starters as like guys who absolutely cannot face an order the third time through, you know, you don't, I think there's a, a lot of times during a season and during games where, um, in the middle portion of the game, sometimes you just got to get outs from in whatever way you can. And I, I realize this sort of goes against it. You, you, you're trying to maximize every possible advantage, but like sometimes it, it would benefit um, like a starter to maybe be pushed a little further sometimes. And uh, maybe that helps his development or whatever, but I, I don't, I don't know what the answer is, but I, I do know that I would like to see, you know, maybe fewer um, strictly one inning relievers more, one to two innings. I don't know if that means you have to burden certain pitchers for 80 to 90 unless they're like starters. And maybe, maybe you piggyback more with like um, a four inning guy and a three inning guy in the same game or something. I I don't know, but I think it's worth like looking into at least um, and seeing how that works. But I really don't have the answer. The answer. (laughs) <laughs> as you read this hopefully right now i am trying to stay cool right now in vegas oh god vegas yeah and it seems likely that at some point i'll go to a buffet my mm-hmm. question to you both are you more of a i'll just eat what tempts me and not try to make sure i get my money's worth or do you try to focus on protein to get more bang for your buck what <sighs> is your buffet strategy you want to take that one first uh, I just eat what I want. I definitely in Vegas. I uh, uh, my my Vegas tip is to uh, for brunch of uh, I you know I'll, I I don't mind a, a brunch buffet, but uh, the restaurant Bouchon, which is in the Venetian Tower, I think it's a Thomas Keller thing. Really, really good, and it's not it's not cheap, but it's you know I pay about as much as a good buffet, and I think it's way better. I'm tired today. Jeez, uh, sorry about that. Um, I think we need to go to a buffet. Um, yeah. <laughs> but that said, uh, if if you know the fancy strikes me, I I just get what I want. That said, when I was a kid, the, there's there was one strategy we would do when you know you're an idiot kid and you can just eat gobs and yep. gobs of plates. We would always get a fortune cookie if available for every plate we would have, and that way you <laughs> could your fortunes would track who was winning. And the winner was whoever had the most <laughs> fortune at the end of the night. But then, did you actually like read the fortune and see what they I mean, said? Sure. And, and the, you know, when, when they would contradict, it was funny. And that's good. Um, so yeah, I'm. I think I'm. I'm past the gotta get bang for the buck. Like if you go to a buffet, like oh man, I I gotta get ahead of the system on this one or something. It's never. <laughs> I don't think it's ever been that extreme. But but like yeah, it's same thing. Like eat what you want. But like I think I'm more more likely to. Um, yeah, maybe maybe double up on a protein or and or just you know change it up. But that said, like in those situations, they they tend to have so much variety. Like, um, you know, you could 
you could get like whatever you want <laughs> you know like it, it i don't know it just i guess it depends how you're feeling that day or when you go but like yeah i think generally um just kind of i don't i don't i don't know if i have a buffet strategy i also can't remember the last time i went to a buffet um but um i do i do remember in high school freshman year we went uh freshman no there was, it wasn't was it the freshman baseball thing at sizzler we had some time at sizzler where my friends and i were doing a an all-you-can-eat shrimp contest and we just and we like much like fortune cookies we were keeping the the used plates at our table as a as a token for who who, who ate the most because <laughs> yeah, they just keep bringing you new plates of all you can eat shrimp and um i'm pretty sure i won but uh did i really <laughs> in, in the long term uh, or the short term who knows but uh yeah that's uh it's it's too late to go to a buffet right now but i am pretty hungry now that you now that craig mentions it but uh yeah i don't know uh Maybe next time you're at a buffet and the the lines are long, and you want to pass the time when you're between what you're thinking of eating, you could listen to this podcast, and uh, hopefully we can guide you through it with some buffet advice. Um, but yeah, that's it for today. I guess uh, we'll talk to you next in week. September. Yeah, I guess oh they're listening this in September, but we're not talking to you in September. So from the past, we're gonna do a little time traveling. We'll talk to you then. <laughs>